Previously on Just Cow in the City. That's why no one's going to the movies anymore. Because I'm a troublemaker. I'm done. I'm always in some form of trouble. I was like, hey, it's great to see you again. I live next door. What's up? He is a punk. He is a troublemaker. I can't believe you're bringing that up from seven years ago. Yeah, you know him. He's the short Jewish guy. You just described every comic I've ever seen. I'm the funniest fucking person of all time, obviously. David Juskin has a podcast, and the summer will be a blast. Can't believe he's 70, cause he acts like he's 23. He's a mess and sometimes giddy, but he'll always be just guy in the city. Tell us more, tell us more, is that what you want? Tell us more, tell us more, should I move to Vermont? Hello everybody and welcome to another summer episode of Just Cow in the City. This one, the 8th of August, 2023. Nice to see everybody today here recording in the Just Cow compound in Midtown Manhattan. On a hot August night, what's happening, everybody? No, actually, it's quite cool and weird weather. It's a little overcast, and the the mood changed yesterday, and so did my mood with the weather. Somehow, I am tied in to the moon and the sun and all that kind of stuff. Clearly, as a Leo, I guess that would make sense that somehow I'm tied into this month's weather. And it definitely affected my mood. Of course, more to come on that. But plenty to talk about. Let's see. Well, uh, well, I would have already performed uh, last week. So this comes out on Tuesday the 8th. I performed on Saturday the 5th, I guess, or whatever. I don't know what day we are anymore. And uh, then, of course, technically, technically, I'm not saying I wouldn't recommend getting tickets, but technically August 14th at the Comedy Cellar at... 9.35, that's what's supposed to happen, but I would uh, tell nobody to get tickets, although I am telling people to meet me down there anyway for a birthday celebration, but I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, after what I told you last week, but as far as we know, that's the story, and other than everything else, that's all the performing of stand-up comedy I have going on at this moment. Let's go over the week there are some highs and some lows and some nonsense in between and it's all just stupid but you love it i'm trying to come up with a new theme song for the fall because you know we can't keep doing our summer loving right but uh oh damn it I thought I'd be able to hit it today. I guess I can't. Well, the problem is, you know, a lot of times my voice isn't working as good as it could. I'm not hitting some of those notes because, you know, I pretty much wake up, get some coffee, and do the podcast. I need to be kind of really, it's better when I do it around 5 o'clock in the afternoon if I've been out and about and talking and everything's flowing and it's all good. You know what I'm talking about. How are you, everybody? It's me, Bernie. And remember, join Patreon because it's fun. Uh, in fact, uh, let me tell you what's going on at the bonus show tonight. Uh, 
Hi, everybody. It's Dave Juskow from the Dave Juskow Podcast. Join our Patreon page, and if you join the Maggie Level, you get the bonus content. And this week, the bonus content, oh, man, it's going to keep giving. All the pictures from Uncle Vinny's comedy night, about uh, Friday and Saturday night with Rachel Feinstein. You're going to love it. Join Patreon. I'll see you later. Well, I will tell you that last Thursday... I went to a place called Pietro's. I told you I was going to go there. They apparently have the best seaside. I went with my friend Joe while his daughter was off doing something because, you know, she still goes to college and now she has a job in the city. And I guess all the summer interns, whatever, even though she's paid, uh, got together and did something, which is, you know, what used to happen when you were a kid, if you were a smart kid. Although I guess that happened to me, too in some other fashion, but I just can't remember when because, you know, it was 50 years ago. But I've certainly gone on summer outings and stuff for my jobs, even though now I now I don't go anymore. You know, now I don't I don't go. I have, you know, I have a job and I won't go to the Christmas party or any other outings because I just don't want to be a part of it. And it has nothing to do with the people that work there who I like. It's just where, you know, like you just don't want to be at a place. And again, it has nothing to do. And I really like the people at my job. Yeah, I just I, I just can't. I don't want to hobnob with the people at work anymore. You know, you know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's like I don't want to be rude because they really are nice and I would probably like to talk to them in a, in a different kind of setting. Maybe it's maybe at the comedy club or something when they come. It's always fine. But just reminding me that, and again, this has nothing to do with anybody, that I have a job, uh, a job, not a career job, still upsetting sometimes. So you just have to do things that are going to make you feel good about yourself, and that's the only way you can live your life. Am I right? So anyway, we went to this place, Pietro's, me and my friend Joe. It was a really hot day, but that's not the problem. But it was, um, I haven't been there in a long time and I, you know, always got a really good review, but I got to tell you, it wasn't great. And I thought it was going to be much better. It's very expensive. And I, like I said, I've had the Caesar salad there before. They used to have a video online, how they make it. I definitely haven't been there since COVID. And I feel like they must've changed the Caesar salad recipe because it was okay well, it all start, you know, it started right where we got there and we ordered the Caesar salad and then Joe didn't want anchovies. I, I like, you know, the full thing, but he, he's like, oh, do you want anchovies on the side? I'm like, well, that's perfect, isn't it? I never got those anchovies on the side, so already I'm angry. And he's like, do you want me to ask for the end? I'm like, nah, just forget it. I knew that guy. I knew I wasn't getting those anchovies, Joe. I know this guy's a piece of shit. I mean, I'm, 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 I, I just, ugh. This place sucks, okay? Now I'm saying, because the more I'm thinking about it, the more it sucked. Joe paid, so I can't be all that upset about it. <laughs> and it was a, a, a nice time for, for us. Me and my, my date, I keep going out with my boyfriends to these Italian restaurants. It's not like we didn't have a good time, but he, he knows I do the podcast. He listens to the podcast. He's probably the reason I kept going with the podcast because, you know, at a time in his life when he, he needed the podcast. He needed me talking about ridiculous minutia that uh you know just is what sometimes you need as i'm sure some of you do when you're going through really serious stuff because nothing is serious on this podcast i really don't have a lot of serious issues when i tell you a sob story about what happened to me at the comedy cellar last week i mean it's still funny and it's stupid and i'm sure lots of people wish they had those 
ridiculous problems. In my mind, they're, oh, oh, but in everybody else's mind, which is why, again, I think you might like this podcast because, yeah, you take a, well, here's a guy who's even crazier than I am. So, anyway, I, I'm still angry they didn't bring the goddamn anchovies. I, I just, like, when they, when they fuck stuff up and they take themselves so serious and they charge so much money, you know that drives me nuts. And then there was what I guess I'm just calling the cannoli disaster of 2023. Jesus fucking Christ. Guy's like, would you like to see the dessert menu? I'm like, yes, I'd like to see the dessert menu. And he wouldn't bring it over. He wouldn't bring, he's like, well, here's what we have. I'm like, well, can I see the menu? I specifically said, can I see the menu? No, no, here's what we have. So he says cannolis. I'm like, well, you know, that sounds great. I'll have a cannoli and a, and a cappuccino. Who doesn't want that after a nice Italian meal? Well, this cannoli, and I got pictures. Of course, you might not see them for a week, but I've got pictures. It's not a cannoli. It's like cannoli chips. So they basically, whatever's in a cannoli, the filling that's in a cannoli, they fill up a bowl with it. I mean, I know it sounds good, and they put the cannoli hard shell as chips, like like a dip. But that is not what I wanted. I just wanted a regular one small cannoli for dessert. Since what did I have for dinner? Oh, I had spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. It was all right. It was just all right. I don't remember what Joe had because I remember what what was our appetizers. We had uh, what what did we have that 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 garlicky um, clams thing or something or, or shrimp scampi. Which was okay. All of it was not very good. Pietros. I'm t- it wasn't as good as it should be, or it wasn't as good since COVID. And I got to call my friends Kenny and Joe. In fact, Kenny, if you're listening, I wanted to tell you about this because sometimes Kenny listens, and he's the one that told me about this place. I'd been in there before. I'd never had a full meal there before, but it kind of sucked. I mean, definitely the Isle of Capri is ten times better with all the, all the stuff, the appetizers and the chicken parm and everything was 10 times better than this uberly expensive, you know, place. But this cannoli, come, you know, I have cannoli, and it comes out, and where do you see the picture? It's like, it's just stupid, and it's not what anybody wants. And if the guy had gotten the menu, I would have seen that it came out like that, but he wouldn't give us the menu. I'm tell- if, if I didn't know Joe was paying for it, I might have said something. Because, But you don't want to be rude when somebody else is paying, even though I do, and I have a similar story to this that happened to me yesterday, on, on, a week later, another Thursday, uh, because, you know, I'm trying not to be rude because I know someone else is paying, but it's difficult because I'm Dave Juskow, I'm insane, and I get angry at waiters. And I've lived my life that way because of the man with the golden gun, and everybody knows it. Well, who would try to kill me? Oh, I don't know, 007, the list is endless. Jealous, jealous husbands, annoyed tailors, disgruntled maitre d's it's something like that <laughs> like, who would want to kill me oh i don't know the waiter from last night <laughs> but w- again when you fuck up and you're and this isn't a crummy snobatorium or anything but they do charge crazy prices i mean crazy they were charging crazy prices before covid and now after covid it's out of control it, it, when you when you're being this way and then you don't get everything perfect give me the goddamn menu what's the big deal if i see a menu for the dessert. And I've had this problem before on an Upper West Side Italian place. I remember like, oh, we, we're, we're out of our menus today. We're changing them. I'm like, well, don't you have one from last week or something? I'm, <laughs> I don't know why this stuff makes me angry, but it doesn't actually make me angry. Well, 
Well, yeah, it's it's like a fun angry. You know, it's like, uh, I'm so glad this is happening. Like when I got, see, now things have changed because then when I got the dish and Joe was mad too, he's like, what the fuck is that? We both know this makes for good podcast material. And I just can't wait to show you the picture. And I'm sorry everything's a week late, but I'm also not sorry because I didn't take a lot of pictures this week again. So I'm glad I have stockpile of pictures that I have 20 pictures each week to show from two weeks ago. Uh, so there's always a bonus show, at least, you know, until really there's, I just don't have anything going on. So it's good. This is good. It's all good. And we can remember and then and then we can relive the, the tragedy of what happens in my life. The quote tragedy, the hilarious tragedy. I truly am a Shakespearean. I don't know what you call it. The, the, the Shakespearean trilogy. Because my uh, comedy history tragedy, well, it's all comedy. So isn't that the way you want to live life? Chum, drink it. It even has my number on it. Precisely. Well, obviously, it's useless as a bullet. I mean, sir, who would pay a million dollars to have me killed? Jealous husbands, outraged chefs, humiliated tailors. The list is endless. But then Friday, it got even worse. Talking about, you know, basically, this podcast is all about how angry I am at restaurants. But then, of course, like I said, not just this podcast in particular. I mean, Just Gow in the City is pretty much a, a, a podcast about, <laughs> and, and that's the best part, too, is when I'm complaining. I can see myself smashing my fist down like, um, like in Seinfeld with those, uh, the uh, Cuban uh, guys that were rolling the, uh, the the what are they the cigars? But then they went into the crepe business, and they're at the diner smashing their fists on the table. I can see myself doing this, and I'm sitting there complaining about restaurants, whether they be three star, four star, five star. But I guess the fact that I live in New York City and get to go to these restaurants sometimes, whether it's on somebody else's dime or my own dime, which is coming up next. Thank you, which is the best. I mean, this is great stuff to complain about, which again is why. You know, this is hilarious. I mean, it's funny to just get so angry at a maitre d' or a restaurant. But on Friday, oh my goodness, I went out on a, I don't know, date, I guess. One of the waitresses from the Comedy Cellar. She doesn't work there anymore, so I can say it. She, I'm like, where do you want to go? And she picked a place. I told you this last week. This place called Blue Ribbon Brazier's. I don't know how that's pronounced. It's called, it must be some other word because there's a bunch of places called Brazier's or I call it Brazier's because that's, you know, what my father and I used to do for a living. But it's Blue Ribbon. It's part an offshoot of Blue Ribbon Sushi, which is a really expensive sushi place in the city. Uh, you know, it's that and Nobu are the, you know, the top places to go. She chooses this other place, and she says, we're going to sit at the bar. I know the bartender. I told you all this last week. Well, so the whole day, I'm not texting her. We already have the plan, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to text her. We talked two days ago. We know when we're supposed to meet. She seems like the kind of girl that doesn't like a lot of texts. She's very mysterious. I didn't even know her last name. I'm not even sure if her first name's for real. And I'm like, I'm just going to meet her there. I'm not going to text her. I'm just going to show up at 6 o'clock. I was running a little late, which is hilarious on a Friday when I think I had already done the podcast on a Thursday, so I had nothing to do, and yet I was running late for six, you know, uh, you probably all do that where you're like, well, I've got five hours and I got to be there, and then, of course, just things happen. So I'm running a little late. I'm like, geez, should I take a cab? Should I take a, an Uber? Uh, and, I'm, and I see it's 50 bucks, and I'm like, oh, fuck that. So I took the motor scooter, which was $18. That's much better. 
but I was nervous I was going to be late. And of course, I'm on, I think, 14th Street and 2nd Avenue and I'm meeting her in the West Village in Soho. But I'm going to be there soon because I'm on the motor scooter. I'm not walking. And of course, I look in my pocket because I heard, I felt some text going off while I was riding the scooter. And it says, hey, I'm running late. Uh, I'm in housing court. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. Of course she's running late. This is, everybody runs late, except for me. Except, although yesterday I did, but I had a very good excuse. And anyway, more on that later. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just uh, stop at, you know, my bar close by. I'll have a drink there and then I'll move and then I can walk over to the place. So that's exactly what I did. And I'm like, well, now you can take your time. I'm sitting here and it's comfortable because it's really hot out. And I'm like, it's nice and cool in here. It's comfortable. So I'm going to open up with a vodka soda with a little bit of bitters. And that's what I'll drink all night. Although I don't think I ever got drunk, probably because of the heat and all that kind of stuff and eating. So. Which, which was good. I didn't want to get drunk, but I didn't mind just drinking in advance. So then I finally meet her, but, but I, I go to the bar and I'm sitting there first and I talk to the bartender who knows the girl and I say, oh, she told me uh, you know, that you'd be here. And he seemed very nice. And he was very nice. He was very nice. And we talked for a little bit, but I was there for myself for like a half hour or something because this is apparently what I do now. I just wait for other people to come or are always late. <sighs> Dave Juskow does not care for tardiness. And it's funny to say when I think about my earlier self, and again, we've spoken about this before, when I was in my 20s and 30s, I was late all the time because I didn't care. The disrespect you realize once you reach a certain age of how it affects other people is what's maddening. Anyway, I know I'm always early now, so I'm usually prepared to just sit by myself for a while. It doesn't bother me anymore as long as I know someone else is coming. So she comes in. She looks pretty good. Then she immediately orders oysters. And I'm like, well, here we go. You know, <laughs> I'm like, well, can't deny I like oysters too. So, you know, we have oysters and drinks. And then we order clams. And uh, I, had, I had a steak at that point, And she had ravioli or lobster ravioli, I think. You know, expensive stuff. But I wasn't keeping a price of everything. I'm just like, yeah. I kind of knew going in it was going to be a little pricey. Uh, it was a little loud in there for me. I couldn't. She probably told me her last name twice, and I couldn't remember it to save my life. Also, like I said, she just doesn't like to disclose information about herself, so I really don't know that much about her. All I know is that um, she goes to the bathroom at one point and then comes back and says, I'm fading because I was at housing court all day, which I know she was. Uh, and I'm fading. you mind if I just go? And I'm like, no, I, I guess not. She's like, yeah, you don't need any money, right? You All right, I'll see you later. Bye, thank you. As, as she was out the door waving. All right, I'm like, uh, okay. The bill was $300. I opened the bill and my jaw dropped. Not that I guess I wasn't expecting, but I guess because we were sitting at the bar and I knew the bartender was her friend, I guess maybe I thought it would be different. And I'm like, well... I'm pretty sure I just got scammed. But now, before she left, she said, well, when can we hang out again? And I'm like, uh, you know, before she even said she was leaving, I'm like, well, I don't know, uh, next week? I can't go that far in advance. I don't know what I'm doing next week. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry you brought it up. I thought uh, you'd... Uh, so I don't know what is happening, but I'm pretty sure I got taken in. Because this is what we talked about on Marina's podcast with even Evelyn 
And obviously, you guys have heard countless stories where I get taken in all the time, where you're just, I, I don't, you know, I don't mind paying for anybody, but you, you got to make the gesture. Oh, can I leave the tip? It's like, or go to your wallet. I'm like, no, no, I'll take care of it. You know, this, that, but just be like, you got this, right? Hey, you're okay. Then, uh, yeah, I wasn't upset, but maybe I was. I walk out, it's 100 degrees. It really is actually 100 degrees. And it's still, actually, is it still daylight? I can't remember. Maybe it was dark by then. Maybe we were there for three hours, three and a half hours. Maybe it was 10. I don't know. Maybe we were there for four hours. I don't know. And if, technically, if we were there for three, four, we were sitting at the bar. I mean, at least if it was dinner. I mean, a bar tab shouldn't be that much. So then I walked home from Soho. Even though it's horribly hot and I'm going to be sweaty, I, I, I got to walk this this whole thing off, the drinks, the the attitude, everything. I got to I gotta walk. So I walked all the way home. I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, well, maybe at one point I'll catch a bike. I just didn't. I walked all the way home. I don't even think I listened to music. I was like, what just happened? What the fuck just happened? Obviously mad at myself that I can't believe it. It's one of the reasons I'm not going out tonight because normally I go out on Friday nights. I'm like, I, I can't uh, because if I don't go out tonight and don't spend money, then at least I can look at it like I paid $150 one weekend, maybe 150 the next week. If I ration it out of my mind because Fridays are a good night for me to go out, then I can feel better about myself. But I'm bummed because I would like to go out and make some plans or something on a Friday since I'm usually home Saturdays and Sundays, although I'm doing that show on Saturday night. But what are you going to do? And I walk home, and by the time I get home, again, between the humidity and the drinking, I have a splitting headache, so I can't sleep at all. I mean, maybe I dozed off for 10 minutes watching TV, and then I, I can, it's, it's just like what happened at Bet's party. It's the same thing, the drinking, the heat exhaustion, the clearly just not, and I, I really tried hard to hydrate. I drank a lot of water before I left, not too much, so I'd have to go to the bathroom, uh, and then Drank water with the drinks. That's why I wasn't drunk, I think. I really tried hard to hydrate, but not enough if you're going to walk. I mean, it was definitely three miles in the heat. You're just asking for trouble. So I had a splitting headache. The Gatorade helped again. I got to get that Pedialyte or Pediashore, I think. The Gatorade definitely helped. I didn't want to drink anymore, but I knew I had to get it down. So I had water and Gatorade when I got home and I still went to bed with a headache. But then it, you know, kind of the Gatorade does truly help. So that, I mean, obviously it is a headache from dehydration. It, you, you must know that once you have the Gatorade. So, but I, you know, I heard this Pedialyte or Pediasure is an even better way to hydrate quickly. I, or I guess it's cheating. Uh, I don't know. And then like, you know, Saturday and Sunday, I was just like, I was upset, obviously what happened. And, and then. You know, I made tacos because I'm like, I haven't done that in a while. I'll do that. And I went to the grocery store after work at like four o'clock. And to get lettuce and tomatoes and uh, two cans of refried beans cost $81. I couldn't believe it. Usually the grocery bill is like 60 bucks. I don't know what happened. And it's not like stuff I'm going to have later in the week. It's only a two-day meal, which means they all cost me $40. I thought cooking at home was supposed to save you money. And I bought like a, 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 like an extra bag of chips and some chili so I could make nachos with the extra cheese or something. And I don't know why I keep buying chili. Refried beans are the way to go on nachos. Chili's disgusting. 
or maybe it's the chili I'm you know just that canned chili Ugh, I don't know and then I just he, here's the thing on on Sundays and like Saturdays you know after if I'm not doing anything on the weekends I you know I tend I'll cook or something I have dinner and that makes sense but on Sundays what happens is I finish work at four and then I'm like maybe I'll watch a half hour TV and then I'm like well I guess it's time to eat because I don't have any other plans and I don't want to eat late and everybody eats early on Sundays. I mean, that's what I did growing up. We always ate at like four or five o'clock on Sundays. Everybody has like a Sunday early dinner, right? I think that's what we used to do as kids. We always used to order in on Sundays, like a pizza or Chinese food or something like that. And it was always at like, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon. That's, is that, that's normal, right? So I'm like, well, I'll heat everything up. I'll eat it. So that by six 30, pretty much I'm done. I'm done for the night. I'm like, well, now I guess I'll, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, then there's, you know, I'm not going to go to bed for another six hours. So what am I doing? I mean, could I be productive? Not really, because now I'm full and I'm sleepy. (laughs) And I'm like, I I don't think I can concentrate on anything. And then I say to myself, I got to change my habits around this, this Sunday of just because, because that's the thing I get fooled, right? It's Sunday. So no one has to do anything. But because I work on Sunday, I'm like, well, I just worked a full day, so I shouldn't have to do anything, too. It's very confusing. Because then I'll also say that on a Friday. Well, it's my day off, so I, so every day is like a day off. But the fact of the matter is, if I want to get out of that job, I kind of need to do stuff. I need to be more productive on days when I'm working, which has always been the case. You know, it's very easy to come home and say, oh, I worked a full day. But what kind of work do I have? It's not like I'm moving shit or building anything yes sitting in front of a computer all day is a little taxing but not it'd be an embarrassment to tell a construction worker that or a fireman or something you know but it does take its toll mentally i suppose so it's very confusing and i i I wrote down i have to change my habits because it's not working something is wrong and I guess that Friday night again always, you know, wakes me up saying like, I got to do something different. This ain't right. This isn't right. I, I got to plan my weekends differently somehow if I'm not doing anything. Now, this Saturday, obviously, I have the show. So then I'll feel pretty good like I'm out and about. And that always makes me feel good. And then probably on Sunday, I won't mind. But if I'm staying home Saturday and Sunday and just working and eating and sleeping, I don't know. I'm confused by it even though that's just rare now. Now I've been going out on Saturdays and Sundays. So, so well, not Sundays. And then I was thinking, you know, football season's even worse because then I'm definitely staying home. But, and you know how I like to leave the house on Sundays after the first round of football. So maybe I need to start planning that again. And maybe there's somebody around that can, you know, at least go to dinner with me. Cause I, I'll feel 10 times better if I just walk out, even in my neighborhood, go to dinner and then come back. Then I just feel a little bit like I've done something or seen some people. It, it gets that bad because, you know, many times I just spend days in the house and I don't see people. And that's just sets your mindset to a different thing. It's not good. Meanwhile, on a Monday, I took off because I was shooting a short film again from the same guys that bought you the hilarious Mark Norman bit uh, with his uh, special and me playing the Greek waiter. No, you go. I like you. I like you. You're a nice guy. You good? He's like, I'm not on the fence about you. Okay, I'm gonna bring you a check now because you gay. <laughs> but the same guys that did that, we're doing another short film, 
and I couldn't be happier that they use me. So it's me and Joe List and not Mark Norman this time, although he was there because they shoot the podcast there. Yeah, I play the boss and they're they're really kind to me. They're like, you know, I've heard from other people like they're like, oh, he said you kicked it out of the park. You were so funny. And and it's like one of those things where I'm I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that people think that. And in fact, I have um, footage of uh, Joe List and Mark Norman on their podcast right after where, you know, Mark's like, oh, he's a great actor. I can't tell you how happy that makes me because, you know, that's all I ever wanted to do. So when somebody says that, it's so nice. I can play it for you now, actually. Well, yeah, I got. Uh, I did it. We shot uh, some sketch with uh, Salakus. Oh yeah, and we needed an office to shoot it, and um, I showed up with the wrong suit. We shot half the sketch in the park a couple weeks ago with your wife. Yes, yes. And uh, and Joe DeRosa, who's a very funny guy, obviously. And um, and uh, and uh, Dave Juskow, who's oh, fucking great. Oh, I mean, oh, rolling over there. Great actor. I mean, that's really cool. And that made me extremely happy. But it's kind of funny because it's like exactly what happened on Crashing. I There's something, I guess, about me where people just start laughing. I don't know whether that's good or bad. But I remember just sitting on the set and that Pete Holmes and, you know, it's documented on the DVD extras. Like, uh, Jessica just kept making me laugh. I couldn't stop. I, and it's, for me, I, I feel like I'm Eugene Levy in Waiting for Guffman, where he is just sitting there with a, a puss on his face that's not funny. And people are just laughing. Like, you know, you're very funny. To Eugene Lev, remember? And uh, it, 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 I might as well just say, well, I wasn't the class clown in school, even though I was, uh, but I sat next to him and I studied him. It, it's just because Eugene Levy in that movie is not funny at all, but everybody says he's funny. And that's the way it feels to me. I'm like, I'm not even, it, it's, it's like Seinfeld. Like, is this funny? Am I being funny now? I mean, is this funny? I'm not being funny now. I'm not being, am I being funny? It's a little funny. How is this funny? It's kind of like that. People just, laugh i'm just i remember just sitting there with my glasses on and just my clip on tie and and there and joe's just like stop it and i'm like what what am i doing i i know I, that's why it's uh, i need to do more of that i mean if i'm that hilarious i should be all over television but i i wasn't even doing anything that funny but i was grateful that everybody thinks that way so maybe that'll work out in the future meanwhile the day before I went to this uh, shoot was at one o'clock in the afternoon in Midtown where I used to work. Let me tell you something. I went there Monday and Wednesday back to exactly the area I used to work right next to my old office at five, five, one fifth Avenue. And it sucks. You know, when I was complaining that I have to go all the way down to the Staten Island ferry to work now, I should be grateful because it's so much better down there. I know it's wall street and it seems like it's busy, but it ain't. Midtown can suck it. That is a horrible place. I can't believe I worked there for 20 years, and it just is awful there. It's still so awful. Even in the summer, there's so many tourists, and it's so crowded. It's just a horrible place you cannot think. It's like now, you know, it's funny. I work across the street from a park, and, you know, if I've had some problems at work, I can go and I can collect my thoughts, whereas I remember when I would leave work here, there's nowhere to collect your thoughts. You can't even just sit buy a place and think there's nowhere to think there's just nowhere to get away from people and for for 20 seconds and collect your thoughts it's a horrible horrible existence in midtown Manhattan had to work there 
every day or to be there every day. It really, really must have taken its toll and you don't even realize until you're not there anymore. But before I went there, I went to the Dunkin' Donuts, right? I just want to wake myself up and I don't expect them to ever feed me or anything. So I want to be up and alive. So I get a cup of coffee and a donut, you know, that's what I'm going to have. And I go there and uh, it's not the people I usually know. And I say, yes, I would like a, uh, a medium coffee with milk, a medium hot coffee, which I know sounds insane, with milk and a donut. That's what I always say, and a donut. And then normally they say, which donut would you like? And then I say, I am thinking about it. Give me a moment. This is a very tough decision. So this time I said I would like coffee and a donut, and she just gets a donut. Now, it happened to be one of the ones I wanted, but it was really strange. She just goes and gets the apple crumb donut. Maybe that was the one that had the most left, and she just put it in the bag, and I just let it happen. I'm like, I, I wanted to say, well, how did you know which donut I wanted? But since she picked that one, I'm like, well, like, I guess she chose right this time, whatever. But it was still so strange, right? It's, it's, it's like, did she really, just a donut? And then she's like, I guess he wants me to pick for him. I'm like, does anybody ever do that? But that's okay. I just say a donut so they put it in the cash register because I know if I say and a strawberry donut without sprinkles, they're going to they're gonna ask again what it is. So I just say a donut, you put it in the cash register, I pay, and then we can do the donut exchange. So we, I get the donut and then I get the coffee and I drink the coffee when I'm, and I'm like, this coffee sucks. This is horrible. This is a really bitter one. I don't know what they did to it today. This is awful. I got to rethink Dunkin' Donuts. It sucks. And I've told you before, Dunkin' Donuts ain't that great. I can still drink it, but it sucks. Very bitter and acidic. And I was like, this really blows, but I got I to gotta drink it. I got to keep drinking and I got to put it down because that's the thing about Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It definitely works. It, it makes me want to talk and makes me awake and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, it wasn't until the next day. Or was it Monday? No, I think it was Monday night because we were taping um, our Stormfront album, album wrap-up. And I'm like, oh, I need more coffee. And I opened the lid. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll just warm. That's right. I got coffee today. I'll just warm that up. I opened the lid. There's no milk. That's why it was so bitter. It's black coffee. That's why I guess people like that. But well, boy, what a difference that milk makes. It was gross. But I mean, black coffee is kind of gross. I mean, some people like it, I guess, but... They really want the bitterness, but it was bitter. Excuse me. I happened to be passing. I thought you might like some coffee. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. I want you to sit down. Thank you. Cream? No, thank you. I take it black. Like my man. But with milk, it's a completely different experience. And of course, they fuck that up because you know that's the monday crew they're idiots in there i went in there today being the friday crew it's mostly my crew but they still got it wrong i guess i haven't been going in there as much as possible the lady's like you want an iced tea and i'm like what, what are you talking about you know my order what is going on here and then they forgot my coffee and i'm like you i ordered a coffee and a donut the people are getting chai lattes and here's your caramel covered ice cream coffee mix and they're making bagels and sandwiches. I order a coffee and a donut. The easiest thing there is no donut, and they fucked it up. I mean, I, I'm still, I couldn't get mad because this is the crew I like. In fact, one of them's kind of pretty. I, 
I feel like she likes me, but, you know, I'm obviously an idiot. I still don't know how she knew which donut I wanted. I mean, it's kind of amazing. Maybe, maybe there's something between us. Maybe this girl likes me. Oh, God, I'm an idiot. Oh. I think the uh, one really important thing that I learned uh, from my whole experience in working with Corky is that I do indeed have talent. And uh, a couple of things, actually. B, I have to entertain. I have to entertain. And you, you have to go where you are needed. You have to go where the crowds are. And you have to go where the love is. And the love for me right now is, is in Miami, not Blaine. My booby made a kishka, she made it big and fat. My Zeta took one look at it and said, I can't eat that. Oh, mama, 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 oh, mama me, oh, my. So, yeah, after the taping on Monday, I was going home and I'm like, well, I don't have anything to do until 7 o'clock until the recording of um, what we're doing. And I'm like, I guess I'll get something to eat. And I'm telling you, I'm like George Costanza or just a dog. You know, I don't know. We've talked about it once before. I don't know whether you noticed this very subtle in Seinfeld. Whenever they're talking about a subject, George orders food that is about the subject. So if they're like, Jerry Seinfeld is the devil, he goes, can I get a piece of devil's food cake? Everything prompts him to order food, which is definitely what I'm doing. So Joe List is late to the shoot, but he is the star, so we let it go. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm there a half hour early, of course. First, he's like, oh, do you mind if I woof down a burrito? And I'm like, from now I'm just like, and he's thin too. And I'm like, oh my God, you want to woof down a burrito and then do this? I, uh, you're so young. I used to be able to do that. Now there's no way I'd woof down a burrito and, and be able to do anything after that. But he got a burrito from Chipotle. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love Chipotle. So, of course, Chipotle's in my mind. I'm walking right past at home. I'm like, God damn it. I'll get a burrito bowl. So I got that. And, of course, you know, the fountain soda. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, I got some chips because then I figured I could have them later. So, yeah, I had, uh, I had that. And I'd already had tacos over the weekend. My God, it was a mess. But then we recorded the Billy Joel thing. And then I made some more nachos after because I'm a mess I'm a mess but that didn't bother me so much I'm just like I don't know that was my plan but then on Tuesday I went to work and it turns out the the girl that I at nighttime when I have this you know now my new shift from four to midnight on Wednesdays got COVID but then I had to work a double on Tuesday so uh I'm like well let me get home I'll take the bike so I so I zoomed up town so I wouldn't miss it because you know I, I was trying to keep it going trying to get home by four o'clock so you know I could be ready uh, when the ship does, so I, I got home and I, I don't know, 20 minutes to a half hour. I was zooming on the bike, almost got hit by like two cars. And it's so funny what I'm doing. And I'm like, what am I zooming home for? Why am I so into my job? But I've always been that way. I want to help, I guess. Thank God, right? That's what makes me, I guess, a good employee. I, I am a good employee besides the nonsense and, you know, screaming and yelling about uh, people or whatever. I mean, I... I do like my job and I and I want to help and I want to be a productive member. I just wish I could be that way in my regular life. You know what I mean? So I zoomed home and then I worked until midnight. So I worked a double on Tuesday and then 
on Wednesday, I was going to meet my friend Caitlin at Park Italian Gourmet. I don't know if you remember that. We haven't talked about that in like three or four years. It's a place right on 45th between 5th and 6th, and they make amazing chicken parm heroes. And you know how I feel about chicken parm. You go to the Isle of Capri for an actual chicken parm meal, dinner, on a plate, and you go to the Park Italian Gourmet for a chicken parm hero. And Park Italian Gourmet is only open from like, you know, 11 to 2. And they I don't know how they made it through COVID, but it's packed all the time. And my friend Caitlin is like, I'm only working for another week. I got to go back to law school. And so, you know, we should meet. And we did. And uh, but of course, I was early. So I'm like, you know, and again, walking past Midtown. I'm like, God, I hate it here so much. I am so glad I don't have to come here every day. And I can't believe I've been here twice this week. I had to walk past the building that I got fired from, which I haven't walked past since I got fired. It was very uncomfortable, but and it had all been pleasant days recently. It's uh, been interesting. There's been no humidity. So it's been a lovely couple of days, not like that day on Friday, which was ridiculous. But again, normal. See, I, I'm getting upset with the, the, the world and, again, the news where they're just like, oh, my God, it's unprecedentedly hot today. It's, it's just It does this in the summer, man. It gets humid and sticky and horrible for days at a time. It's like people just forget from year to year. We talk about this all the time. It'll happen in the winter, too. What, you forget it gets cold for maybe three days in a row in the winter? No, but not like this. Not like this. Shut up. It drives me nuts. But meanwhile, the, it's been beautiful out. I mean, absolutely a perfect summer. This, I mean, besides a couple of humid days, my God, the complaints. Yeah, it's hot. It sucks. It sucks. The humidity like that, especially in New York, because it usually doesn't go away in the nighttime. But it's been getting cooler at night, even when it's really humid. So I think this has been a fantastic summer so far, and everybody should shut up. And it's been beautiful. Anyway, we uh, the chicken parm was delicious. I haven't had it in four years, and it was just as good as I remembered it. I mean, it was really good. I don't know why. Something, the way they make the sauce or something, it was really tangy and good. And it was nice to see Caitlin and... You know, just meet somebody for lunch because then, you know, I got to work at four o'clock. So then I went home and I worked and I was very, I felt very, oh, so here's what happened. There's another thing that was driving me nuts. On Sunday, right, I tried to, I told you, I'm, I'm, so it must have been Monday because I said I got to change things around. So after we recorded the podcast and I had some nachos. I bought a shoe rack. I think I told you, my cleaning lady told me I needed a shoe rack and this would clean out this whole area of when you walk in my house that's just full of shit and she'll take care of that, move it around and I got the shoe rack with doors. That's what she wanted me to get. But I got to build it myself, which I love because I feel like an actual man when I'm doing it. You know, I got an electric screwdriver. It's awesome. So I think on Monday night, like even though it was 10 o'clock, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it. I'm going to unbox this and make it happen because it's the perfect week because it She's not coming this week, and then, you know, she can clean up everything the next week. So I'm doing it, and there's one hammering thing, and it's a little loud, but I'm just putting it together. And then I'm getting the, I'll get to this one place, and then I'll stop. And then, of course, I, I, I don't know. Something happened. I was carrying. I don't really have any place to make it, so it's all on the floor, and it's wood floor, so I feel bad for the neighbors downstairs, so I try not to do it too late. It's usually just drilling, not hammering. But I took something off my 
table and it snapped off. And I'm like, fuck. Now I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I can't. Now I don't know how I'm going to make the rest of this. I just started. What am I going to do? I wrote to the company. I'm like, do you guys give replacements? And they're like, well, what's the issue? And I took a picture and I sent it to them. I'm like, it's just this and that. I I don't know. I, I, I didn't know what to do. And then I thought about it, but it was on my mind the next two days. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? That thing is in my apartment. It's all just out there. I can't really do anything with it. And I'm like, wait a minute. It might work if I get some crazy glue, which, you know, I haven't had since maybe the 70s, and put on these chips and maybe it'll work. Like I had to think about it. It was it was like like I would think about a, a comedy joke or something or or a, or something a sketch I was doing. I had to think about how I'm going to repair this thing so I can continue to work on it. So when I went so after Wednesday after the chicken parm, I went to the Home Depot, which is right in my neighborhood. It's a pretty good Home Depot for New York City. It's it's pretty large and it's in this basement and it's you know it goes about a block. So it's okay for a New, Jer- uh, New York City Home Depot. You know what I'm saying? Because normally, you know, those Home Depots in Jersey or anywhere else are so massive. They, they take up like three or four city blocks, right? But this was pretty good. And I was just looking for some glue. But what I also saw was like a bunch of nails and stuff. Because you know how like when you're building something and they give you the exact amount of screws and nails to put in and you've wasted one? And that's what I was panicked about. I wasted this one wooden thing and i'm like oh my god i can't make this now then when i went to home depot i saw they have all these nails and all these things that would probably be compatible to what i need and i'm like well you know what let me just continue on and if i'm missing one then i can come here and that just set my mindset i'm like you know what i can do this so on wednesday when i got home i super glued this thing very carefully using rubber gloves like covid gloves not fooling around watching every television show known to man where somebody glues something to their face. I was extremely nervous and I bought this crazy glue with like a brush and I put on the gloves and I could feel it. I was like, if I wasn't wearing gloves, I would have this super glue all over my hands right now. I know it because already the bottle's sticking to my gloves. And, you know, that stuff after you see every every comedy movie that's ever existed where somebody glues something on by accident, even there's a commercial now where some guy uh, is in a Bengals costume at the hospital because he used the wrong kind of paint. I'm like, I'm not falling for that. I can't even believe I thought to use gloves. And I put these things on. I did it very carefully with, with my, my reading glasses. And I put this piece of wood over it and I let it sit. And then around, uh, I guess after work, like around midnight, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do the next two pages of the thing and see if this will work and it did and i was able to move on and then like around one in the morning when i was like all right i'm, I'm just gonna do an hour of work on, on this thing I, I felt like it was a very productive day because wait what else did i do that day yeah i think in the afternoon remember i changed my credit card so i i changed like you know i went to like sirius xm and i'm like hey you guys are charging me a lot is there any deal and they're like yeah we can give you this deal where instead of 11 dollars a month it's five and i'm like that'd be great and then I call up like my website provider and I'm just like, hey, can you do it? They're like, yeah, we can get you. Di-. You know, you just got to call these places and do it. And, I'm, and so I felt totally productive, completely different than I did on Sunday. 
And I was like really happy. I was so happy. I couldn't even sleep. I'm like, oh, I'm excited about Thursday, tomorrow. Because tomorrow, with being Thursday, I was going to meet with that college professor at my university that I was supposed to meet with when this guy set me up with his nephew, who was the worst person ever in the sense of like, I'm dying to do comedy. I'm like, I bet you are, but you stink. I'm still angry about that. I met with the other professor. His name is Guy. I met with this guy. His name's Guy. And he was so sweet, you know, to want to meet me. And the, the, the person that we met in between didn't, he couldn't make it. But he's like, yes, meet me on campus. I'm like, perfect. That's all I ever ask David to do. He's just never around. He's always traveling or something. So it's so nice. Anyway, my friend Evan is, as you know, uh, the producer of Live PD. Or On Patrol, it's called now. It used to be called Live PD. It's called On Patrol. It's on the Reels Network. And it used to be Live PD where they capture criminals live as it's happening. It's a, it's a reality cop show. And it's a really great show. And it's three hours. I've told you this a hundred times. Friday and Saturday nights from nine to midnight. And one of the segments they're doing this week because they captured the criminals. There's a Yogi Berra Museum. Yogi Berra. Yeah, from the New York Yankees. And the museum is on the Montclair campus. I don't know why. It's just, there it is. I've seen it before, but I was like, well, that can't be the real Yogi Berra Museum. But but it is. It's an official New York Yankees base, well, not base, just a Yogi Berra Museum for all the stuff Yogi did and all the memorabilia and all that kind of stuff. Now, about... I don't know, nine years ago, the, he, had, he has 10 World Series rings, and they were stolen. Nine of them were stolen in a, in a heist, and it's really sad. And just a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, they caught the guys that did it. It took that long. They're just looking for, like, the ringleader, quote, <laughs> and then they can really let these guys have it. So my friend was doing the interview, and you know you can see it. Uh, once this airs, it'll already, I think, have aired. And Yogi Berra's granddaughter, who runs the museum, uh, was uh, he was interviewing her, and he's like, you know, what do you think of these criminals? And they're like, I don't, I can't believe this. You know, I can't believe they caught them, and finally, and all this stuff. It was so sad. Was my family's, I mean, geez, the guy's never gonna. You know, 10 World Series a guy won. That'll never happen again. Nobody stays with one team. So it's really terrific and it's really sad, but it's not, you know, then it all works out. But, but Yogi Bear's grand, though, it's exciting. I thought, well, I'll come by. I'll come by, I'll say hello, maybe I can help you. And his daughter was coming too to help because she's going to, you know, into that kind of profession, TV, like her dad. So she's, I'm like, maybe I can help. So I was, you know, carrying the, the stand. But it was cool. They're like, uh, Oh, this is my friend Dave. He's a college professor here. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, right. Hey, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> you know, it was kind of exciting. But then, yeah, it was, it was cool. So we were looking around the museum, which was great. You know, he was doing the interview, and I was really obnoxious. I just can't keep my mouth shut. It's stupid. But I know he was, he's like, uh, I, I got to work. Can you shut up? I mean, I was trying to, I guess I was trying to make jokes. And, oh, God, I'm the worst. Thank God he still wants to be friends with me. So, um, but she was really nice. And it was exciting watching him work. But I was supposed to meet my the new college professor at noon. And they were taping at noon. And it went a little late. And I'm like, Ugh. And I 
kept emailing him because I told you this. Now I'm the dick. And I was like, hey, I'm on camp. I'm doing this thing. I'm on the campus. I'm at the Yogi Berra Museum. I'm doing this thing. Can I just push it a half hour? And he's like, yeah, don't worry, but don't rush. And then I felt better. So we finished the interview and I said goodbye. And uh, Yogi Berra's granddaughter was so, uh, I can't think of her name. It might be Liz. I, I don't remember. And she said, well, have Evan give me your email. And when you're on campus, I'll give you a tour. And I'm like, oh, that'd be fantastic. I'm here every Thursday. I would love that. So I took a, I took a, I took a couple of pictures. But one I took of, again, you'll be able to see it on the bonus show if you're a Patreon subscriber. One of the pictures I took to make everybody angry is Casey, um, Casey Stingle. Yogi Berra was a New York Met for a while. He was the manager, and he took him to the World Series in 73. So there's one section where he's uh, where they have New York Met stuff, so I took a picture there just to piss everybody off that likes Yogi Berra as a New York Yankee. I thought I'd really let him have it. So I took a picture there, and that was really fun. And the museum looks amazing. Oh, I didn't get a picture where they have this like kind of mock stadium, but it's a theater space. It's fantastic. So next time I go there, I'll get a picture it's really great. You can have lectures there and book signings and stuff. It's really cool. And we were just on the go, so I didn't have time to take it. And I'm really upset about it because I really wanted you to see it. I'm going to need to take a video of it so you can get the whole outlay. It's really terrific. In fact, I should do a one-man show there about baseball somehow, even though I know nothing about it just because it just makes sense. In fact, maybe they would let Matt Salakus come in where uh, the guy that's been doing all these short films where we could film there and I'm doing a one-man show and it's just stupid. <laughs> you know, like, a, And let me tell you another thing about sports. I, I don't know. I, I got to think of something because it's a wonderful place to shoot and I, I bet you they'd let us film there, I, I guess, as long as it's not disrespectful, but it would probably show some, you know, some good stuff about the museum. This is a really terrific museum. It's really well run. It's pretty. It's nice. They have uh, games and stuff I didn't even know. Evan told me later, like, oh, you didn't do the pitching thing? I'm like, what? They had that? Son of a... And it's really put together. I mean, if you're ever in Montclair, New Jersey, you should stop off at this museum. It's, it's really great. And I'm looking forward to getting the full tour uh, when I go back in the fall. Very looking forward to it. So that was exciting, right? And then I go meet with the professor. This guy, named Guy, is awesome. As soon as I meet him, I like him immediately. He's funny. He's interesting. He reminds me a lot of that, that guy I always tell you, that acting teacher, Larry Moss. And he's just really nice. And I really just wasn't sure what to expect. He was nice. He was funny. He was cool. And he really wasn't in the angry that I was late. He was kind enough to take his time. He's like, let's walk to my office. I'm like, you have an office? I've always wanted to have office hours. Maybe I'll get one when I do the three credit. Well, he's a full-time teacher there. So we went to his office. They were sitting there, and this guy is so nice. We're talking. We know all the same people. It's fantastic. You know, he used to write for Jeff for The Burn, and he knows Frank Santa Padre. So he knows all the people I know, which is great. You know, he was a writer for Conan, and that's a whole, you know, he moved out to California with Conan when Conan was going to host The Tonight Show, and it's like, all right, now I'm a writer for The Tonight Show, and you know how that ended, and that's annoying as shit. But he's like me. He's very happy to be a college professor. He's enjoying it a lot. He really likes it. And, and we were going over stuff, and he's like, well, let me think about it. And he's really trying to help me come up with the three-credit course. And you know, I told him I have trouble with structure, and then he gave me this book. He's like, read this book. This was the best book I ever read on, on structure. And I guess you know, he gave me homework. <laughs> but that's all right. 
It was really cool. It was really nice to meet with him, and I couldn't even believe he spent time. Yeah, it, it was. I was very happy after I left there. And then I'm like, well, now it's going to get unhappy because now I guess. Uh. So my friend Alina, you know, the, the nurse, her husband and, and outside Steve, or Alina just goes, hey, why don't we celebrate your Thursday, your birthday? Because we're going upstate for a while. So why don't we celebrate Thursday? I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to be in Jersey Thursday. They're like, well, let's go to that place you like in Fort Lee, the Korean barbecue. I'm like, all right, now you're talking. And she goes, I'll, I'll talk to my, my husband. I'll talk to Steve. I'm like, that'd be great. So then it turns out everything's all set. But the, and she's like, oh, but I can't make it till 745. Because I'm, I'm like, is 6 o'clock good? And they're like, no, I can't make it till 745. I'm like, all right, here we go. Fine. So then I'm like, I don't know what to do. Should I go back in the city? Because Montclair's you know, near the city and then meet Joe and his daughter who just turned 21, wants to go back to that barcade, stick it to the guy that kicked her out, and then go back to Jersey? Or should I go visit Rhoda? And I'm like, you know what? Which is like an hour and 20 minutes away, an hour and 25. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll just stay in Jersey. So I went to go visit Rhoda, an hour and 25 away. Remember, she finished her Mahjong game. You know, she didn't, she said it was supposed to go one to three, but fortunately I got there at four and she was just wrapping up. And I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be done at three. Then, of course, we had to go to the library. I had to help in the library. I had to actually, I had to work in the library. Somebody was asking all these questions. I'm like, do you know the last book by Mary Higgins Clark, the most recent book. And I'm like, no, but I could look it up, see if we have it. Well, I don't remember the name. I'm like, well, if I say the name, would you remember it then? I don't know. I'm like, well, this isn't really helpful, is it? Then it turns out, oh, she's dead. Yes, I know. Well, why didn't you open with that? So you're saying you want her last book that she ever wrote. Well, I don't know how you're putting it, but I don't know. It's just all this, but I'm a librarian now, so I help out in the library. This is what I do now. That's my my other part-time job is I help out the uh, the old people in the library. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is happening? And all the the whole day, I didn't get a cup of coffee. Like, I didn't have one in the morning because I knew I was having a cup of coffee with the professor in the afternoon. And then I met him late, so he already had his coffee. So I didn't get any more coffee. And then I was going to get coffee before I saw my mother. And I'm like, nah, I'll have it at her place because the coffee's amazing. And boy, was it. It was so good. It was a vanilla latte. It was fin- it's just a machine that does it. It's fantastic. So I was very happy that I finally got the coffee. And we went upstairs, and I guess we talked for like an hour or stuff. And then I, it was like 5.30. I'm like, well, I, or maybe it was 6.30. I didn't meet till 7.45. Maybe it was a quarter to six. I'm like, well, I'm going to leave now because it's going to take me an hour and 20 minutes to get up to Fort Lee, New Jersey, by the George Washington Bridge. And then you have to go over, and you're in George Washington Bridge traffic. Oh, my God, it sucked. But then... I get a text, of course, from her husband. Hey, 745 is not realistic. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And how about 8 o'clock? I'm like, oh, 8 o'clock. And he's like, I made a reservation. I'm like, all right, that's what I like to hear. I don't know how 745 is not realistic, but 8 o'clock is when they're coming from Manhattan to go to Jersey. But whatever. I say, I'll let it go. And then a message I didn't see later when I was on my way, like, oh, um, she has to work until 745. I'm like, she has to work? She works in Manhattan, but then I, I'm like, are you guys even close? Because I got there, of course, at 7.30, a half hour in advance, and I was just hanging around. So I'm sitting in this parking lot, and the weather changed. It got overcast and windy and a little cold, and I think my attitude changed with that, too. I got very depressed. I was depressed that they weren't on time. I was, I was just depressed. You know, the weather just changed, and I told you my mood has been changing with the weather. And I got very solemn and sad. 
And I'm like, so far, this is a horrible birthday. How do they not know how important it is for me? Because the last time we were together at Mimi's or Mimi's, they were all on time. And they know how happy I was. They're like, she's like, I know. I told you he'd be happy we're on time. So you figure for your birthday, you must know. And not only were they late, but so, I mean, the girl works 12-hour shifts at the hospital. I understand, you know, you're late, but just you got to be honest with me. And then she's like, oh, we got to pick up something too. And I'm like, oh, my God. When are you going to get here? I mean, I figured they'd probably get there around 8.15 or so, but it was just, I'd already been there at 7.30. And, they, you know, it's like not like they don't know me. They know how upset I get about stuff like this. Ridiculous stuff. I finally, I would take a walk down the block. And like I said, the weather was weird and dark and gloomy. So I started to get dark and gloomy. Then I went upstairs and I was very depressed Went to the bathroom and then they're like, oh, you can sit down. I'll just seat you. And I'm like, all right, might as well at this point. I'll sit alone at the table waiting for them. So I was like, can I order a drink? And she's like, yeah. So I ordered a drink and I was just sitting by myself. But I wasn't unhappy. And I knew they'd be there sooner or later. And they showed up pretty quickly after that. But then something, and then, so Steve wasn't with them. I'm like, well, where's Steve? And they go, he couldn't make it. And I'm like, what? He's the only one I want to hang out with. I mean, it, you know, they're still lovely, but something was wrong with Alina and she needed a break. And, you know, I'll tell you what was wrong. She needed a break and she was also rushing things. They were going upstate that night. And I said, are you sure you want to do this today? Go out to Jersey, go back to Manhattan, pick up your daughter and then go to upstate. Are you sure that's what you want to do? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. But I think the problem is, is that Alina takes up too much. I think she still thinks she can do all this and work a 12-hour shift, and mind you, she's like the head nurse, at this, you know, like the scheduling open-heart surgeries and stuff like that. I mean, it's a, this is not a job like mine where I can work 12 hours sitting at a screen. She's all over the place. There's tragedies. There's bad news to give to people. There's good news. It's, I mean, it's stressful. And then to think you can just go out to Jersey, have a normal time, then go back knowing you have to pick up and then drive another two hours. I mean, that's just, that's not realistic. And I think she tries too hard to, to please everybody and to say to herself, I still got this. I can mother, I can be a friend, I can be a wife, you know, but it's like sometimes you just, you, you take on too much and things slip. And the only reason I'm saying is because we really kind of rushed, we, we weren't rushed through the meal, but we ordered and then, uh, me and Eric were just, you know, she, the check came and I'm like, that's it. What? I'm still hungry. And she's like, oh, you want to order something else? I'm like, well, I wanted the, I wanted to discuss it, but again, I couldn't be upset about it because I wasn't paying for it, <laughs> but, uh, it seems like they would know me by now that I don't like, and she was, she was rushing. What? You can't blame her for rushing. They had a big night in front of them. I just said, why don't we just do this a different time when nobody's rushed? Because normally then we go out for ice cream after at this place. She told me about the, the folds. I got a picture of it because I went myself. She's like, nah, I'm cold. I got to go. And I'm like, that's it? So they leave and I'm left alone again. And I'm, I'm upset. It's a cold August night, very strange. It's technically my birthday, so I'm getting already getting melancholy. 
And I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the ice cream place myself. I go in there. I get it. I feel like an idiot by myself there. Everybody's with somebody else. And then I just eat the ice cream in this parking lot, this really dark, out-of-the-way parking lot by myself, kind of laughing. I'm like, I can't believe I'm this old and I'm just eating ice cream alone in a parking lot. This is so sad and funny at the same time. It's just so weird. I guess I don't care, but I can't decide. But then I was saying to myself, I don't think I had a good time tonight. I was very down. I wasn't having a good time. And I don't know whether I scheduled too much that day. Maybe it was too much driving or they were just rushing and like, oh, let's do this and then we'll go on. And I mean, I I know they were trying to all do a very nice thing for me. But maybe I'd prefer doing it a different day when nobody's in a rush and we're just all hanging out and having a good time and Steve can make it and whatever. You know what I'm saying? Probably should have canceled. They should probably should have canceled because they, I don't think anybody was in the right frame of mind to do this today. And they probably shouldn't go out of the, you know, on a Thursday. So, well, Aline and I both work strange hours. Like she, she works on the weekends too sometimes. So there's no really good day, but. I don't know. I mean, the food was delicious as usual, but I don't know. But so then, and then that brings me to, you know, I, I, I kind of went to, I think I slept for like 12 hours and I woke up. Okay. But again, it's, it's dreary outside. It's a nice day, but it's like, you know, it's cloudy and stuff. And I, I, I do think it's affecting my mood as it often does. And it's making me worried about the winter when again, the sun sets early and then everybody gets affected by what it was it called seasonal depression. And we're getting a little taste of it today, and I'm already getting uptight about it. Getting uptight about waking up when it's dark again. You know, that is just the absolute worst. And then it'll probably go back to three days a week, and it sucks. It sucks. It's the worst part about living. You should never have to wake up when it's pitch black outside unless you're catching an airplane to somewhere sunny. That should be the rule for everybody. Obviously, I know there are people that have to be at work when it's dark, like even guys that do radio shows at six in the morning or something like that. They're always going to wake. Howard Stern's been waking up in the dark for 40 years. A normal person should never have to wake up, set your alarm, and it's still dark outside unless you're catching a flight to hopefully somewhere fun. Because it's not fun if you're doing it for business. That's the way I see it. And that's the name of that tune. And on that somber note, unfortunately, I'm going to say goodnight to you as the next time we speak, it will have already been my birthday and I'll already have been a year older and I can guarantee that podcast will probably be even more depressing. I get very uptight about my birthday because you just always want to plan the right thing. So I like when it's over. So maybe it won't be depressing. I'm like, good. I'm glad it's over. I can wait another goddamn year. You're very uptight. You just want to plan the perfect thing. Birthdays are very stressful. Very stressful in every way. So hopefully it'll be cool. Hopefully the show on the 14th will be good. Obviously, I will be reporting all of this to you on August 15th on our next show. Coming up on Billy Joel this week. What is it? I think it's When in Rome, the final song of the Stormfront album. It stinks, but the podcast itself because we sometimes love the clunkers, is really funny. And I think I do a Facts of Life parody. So there you go. I mean, that alone should want you to watch the thing. This week on the podcast, we're, we're virtual again. This is getting really frustrating 
because I just I like when we're in the studio every once in a while and then go back to virtual. We're virtual again, so I don't know what's happening. I just I might not even be able to do the show. I might go to Coney Island. I don't know, but hopefully it'll all work out. All of that will be explained next week on another summer episode of Just Gal in the City. See you next time, everybody. Have a great week.